I'm Mary Osborne. I'm Kathy Shagrin. And I'm Stacia Matten. Thanks for listening to this episode of Prairie Tales, a podcast that tells the story of our prairie home in Warren County, Illinois. Prairie Tales is brought to you by the Buchanan Center for the Arts as part of its ongoing mission to promote the arts in our region. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Prairie Tales. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this month's edition of Prairie Tales, our podcast about Warren County and all things about our history and all the exciting things going on in our community. And I'm really excited today because we have an interview with two people from our community, and I can't wait for them to tell you a little bit about what they're doing here in Warren County, um, what brought them here, and all the exciting things that are going on. I have with me today Sarah Neveling and Alyssa Whitaker from the Warren County History Museum. Yay! <laughs> Round of applause of just yeah. me. I'm sure our listeners are clapping in their cars or while they're doing dishes or whatever they're doing while they're listening to the podcast. So welcome, Sarah and Alyssa. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having us on. I'm, that was uh, Sarah talking. And so I'm going to have each of you... I. I have lovely introductions about you, but I really think it's better if people tell their own story. Um, so if you wouldn't mind telling our listeners a little bit about your role at the museum, how long you've been there, and I'm really interested to hear the path that led each of you to your current roles. Um, I think both of you are relatively newish, and so um, we're excited to get to know about you, where you came from, and what you're doing for us. So maybe, Sarah, do you mind starting? Or yeah. I don't care. Or it doesn't matter to me who starts. Go ahead, no, no, that's fine. I can go ahead and start. So uh, I am the Patty Executive Director here. I joined the museum just back in September. So I haven't been here very long. Um, I pretty much kind of run the museum with Alyssa. Me and her are the two that are the employees here that keep it going and keep it afloat. Uh, a little bit about myself. I grew up in Burlington actually I was there for probably 23 years or so before going off to Oklahoma to go to college and um, while I was in Oklahoma I worked at the uh, National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City so that was my first big museum break before that I actually did volunteer at the Des Moines County Historical Society in Burlington uh, and then after Oklahoma, I graduated college and got my first big history job at Ancestry.com in Salt Lake City. Uh, cool. And then after, after that, I came back here to the Midwest and my parents were moving here to Monmouth. So I followed them out this way. And I actually worked at Innkeepers in Galesburg for a while. And now I'm here at the museum. I saw the position open up, so decided to to come on out here and uh, get a job here at the museum. My, my background is in history and anthropology. I actually went into archeology span originally. So I did my field school for archeology span in Israel while I was with the University of Oklahoma. Uh, but ultimately I wanted to be in museums. So that's, that's really what brought me here. That's exciting. It sounds like you've had a lot of adventures in your, I'm, I have no idea how old you are, but based on your skin, I'm going to say you're young and, and are in your beginning part of your career. And you've had a lot of exciting adventures so far. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. For, yeah. For I'll, I'll let you know, I'm just in my thirties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yes, I am young. <laughs> I miss being in my thirties. Oh, well. <laughs> so here's a fun fact. Do you have a lifetime membership to ancestry.com? Uh, no, I did have a free membership while I worked there, but um, I don't. Now that I don't work there anymore, I do have to pay for my membership, uh, just like everyone else. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, welcome to Monmouth. I'm glad you're here. I'm excited um, that you found what I sounds like a dream position for you in our community. I, there's not a lot of museum action in Monmouth, so it's great that you got this job, and we're excited to have you in our community. Um, Alyssa, what about you? Yeah, so um, I am the museum rental and events manager, and you could lump in assistant director too if you want. Um, so I helped Sarah out with a few other things. Um, but I am from Gurney, Illinois. So I'm from a suburb of Chicago. Um, so I went from a really, really massive high school to tiny little Monmouth College, um, but that's how I liked it. So. I chose Monmouth um, because I'm Presbyterian and they have a Presbyterian scholarship. So that's sort of what brought me to Monmouth. And then um, my senior year of high school, high school, my senior year of college was 2019, 2020. I graduated in 2020. And in December of 2019, the museum had posted a, a new position, a brand new position, an event planning position. And I jumped at the opportunity because it was exactly what I had been looking for. I got my wedding and event planning certification back in April of that year. Um, so I was just looking for a job in the industry and it sort of fell into my lap a little bit there. And then, so I stayed from 2019 to December of 2020. Um, I My main job is planning the Great Nicola Magic Festival that we have every year. Yeah. Um, so back in 2020, I was trying to do a virtual magic festival and it was just, it was a monster to try to do. So yeah. we skipped it and we brought back magic fest this year, but I, I left the museum in 2020 and then I came back, um, June of this year. So I've been back for about six months. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you both. I'm, I'm glad that you're both here. And of course, when you have a small staff, I imagine you both wear many hats, whatever needs to be done just needs to be done. Um, that's kind of the beauty of a small town and a small business. You know, it's very personal, very hands-on. So museum, if we haven't been there in a while, tell us, and it's exciting now because I feel like a lot of places are starting to feel that pre-pandemic like level of visitors and excitement and planning and programming. And it's starting to feel, dare we say, you know, a little bit back to normal. So tell us what is currently going on at the museum? Is there anything exciting to share about what's going on? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Um, yes, we have a lot of things going on. Alyssa and I have been very busy trying to plan all kinds of events going on here. We really want to get the museum out there. We want people to come and visit. We want to get members. We want to have events and kids and families come. So uh, we've been hard at work doing that. We do. Um, we did find out today we are going to start having the Monmouth Farmers Market here at the museum. Uh, so after it ends, the summer market, I think, ends in October. So we'll have it starting November 
uh, to the to the spring here. Um, we have a museum education intern who's going to help develop a field school curriculum so we can start bringing in field trips in the spring. Uh, we're looking at um, developing our outdoor space a bit more, growing our prairie living exhibit that we have, getting some picnic tables so that students and families and field trips can come and use those tables and really utilize the large outdoor space that we have. Uh, and we have a lot of community events going on, like Christmas on the Square in Monmouth. We're helping out the Chamber of Commerce with that. We're going to be all set up on the Square for that event, and that'll be really fun. We're going to be a scavenger hunt stop, uh, and we're going to be in the Holly Days Parade in Galesburg. We're looking at hosting a pancake breakfast next year. We're looking at having all kinds of speakers come out um, to do lectures and fun events and uh, we were <laughs> just looking at having even some uh, like time period recreations, having some people come out and dress up like some, you know, old characters. And I know there was a, there's a guy who does Frederick Douglass that we were looking at having him come. That would be really fun. Uh, the Underground Railroad did come through Monmouth and a lot of this area. So there's a lot of history there. You don't get to hear about a lot. So that'd be fun. Um, and we'd like to have monthly vendors and classes and all kinds of things for the community. So we're, we're, we're going to be busy. Sounds like it. Um, it's a beautiful space. I don't, if people haven't been out there, like it is so huge. I mean, it's the museum part, but then the, what do you call the area that has like the stage in it? Does it have a name? Like, I do event. event hall rental mm -hmm. space. I mean, it's gorgeous. And then the outdoor area. I remember one year, I don't know if it's like this every year, but at the Magic Festival, like there were tents outside and it was just like a huge, I just couldn't believe there's a lot of great space there. Um, what about you? What do you, what do you have going on, Alyssa? Yeah, um, Sarah touched on a lot of the good stuff we have going on. Um, my, like I said, my kind of main focus is usually the Great Nicola Magic Festival. And so like you were saying, the we're sort of kind of getting back into the pre-pandemic numbers. Um, Magic Fest came back this year and it was amazing. It was great. We had a great turnout on the Friday night, but we can do so much more. And so for example, um, we're adding a lot of really fun things to the Great Nicola Magic Festival. We're gonna have an awards ceremony where we'll have various awards given, scavenger hunts, magician meet and greets. And we're having an educational event and that's invite invite only in January. So the community members can come learn about Nicola, why we have this event, why it's important to Monmouth. Um, so lots of really good things with Magic Fest and Sarah mentioned some more children's events. And then we're having a speakeasy benefit auction in February that Sarah's been working really hard on. So well, this is exciting. It sounds like there's a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, is there anything, any exhibits right now or anything that you're particularly passionate about? I know you've touched on a wide variety, but is there anything that you're like, Ooh, I'm really excited about this particular thing? For me, it's definitely the Meet the Magic program that we will be putting on. Um, I just think it's really important to educate the community on who Nicola is. I mean, he, he was around when Houdini was around and no one knows who he is. So that's something I'm really passionate about bringing that history to Monmouth. Cool. What about you, Sarah? 
Um, well, I've just been busy trying to plan some new exhibits for the museum. I'm hoping to do a military exhibit, a railroad exhibit, uh, founding families of Warren County exhibit, all kinds of fun things. That's going to take a lot of work, um, but in a lot of planning. So I'm busy doing that. I'm excited for that. But um, I think my biggest thing actually is our speakeasy benefit auction in February. Uh, it'll be around Valentine's, so February 11th. It is an invite only, um, but I mention that because we need sponsors, we need donations, we need in-kind donations for the silent auction. So companies and businesses that are wanting to help out with that uh, get you an invite into the event. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have casino tables, a jazz band, uh, hors d'oeuvres, wine, everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that's my exciting thing I'm working on. I always think one advantage too of the museum is that when I, I remember when my kids were younger, um, there's some winter months after Christmas, January, February, March, where there's not a lot of daylight. Everybody's a little stir crazy. So it's really nice to have some event that you can go to and, you know, really have fun at the museum and, and have it be inside because we have a lot of cold months and, and bored kids. And those two things do not go right. They don't always go hand in hand. So, um, so let's say that I'm going to the museum today. Well, it's already closed. Dang it. Let's say I'm going to the museum tomorrow. Um, and I've never been there and I only have just 20 minutes. I'm on my lunch hour. Tell me a treasure or two that for my first voyage, I just have to seek out. It's definitely, it has to be Great Nicola's diamond ring, which Sarah knows more about, so I can let her talk about that. <laughs> so the actual ring is at the museum. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. We had it lent to us by a family member, someone who was related to Nicola, who still has it in her, in her possession. She let us have it for Magic Fest, and so you can come out and see that. It is just over three carats. It's beautiful. It sparkles. Definitely, you have to see the ring. Um, and then if you have a couple minutes, go upstairs and see the Fashionistas Through the Decades exhibit. Our last director is the one who put that together, and they did a lot of work on it. Um, Alana really worked hard with the interns on that, and they did a beautiful job, and it's a gorgeous exhibit. If you want to see some really fun old clothing that women used to wear all the way back to the 1800s, you, you should check that out. That sounds right up my alley. Although I would have to be watched very closely because I would be to try the ring on, march around in one of the dresses, probably things that are frowned upon at the museum level. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Christmas is right around the corner at the time that we're recording this. But even if you're listening to it later and Christmas has passed, I am hearing talk that there is a pretty happening gift shop. At, I mean, all roads lead to shopping, but there's a pretty decent gift shop. at. Is that, is that true? Do you want to tell me anything more about it or anything? Um, is it growing? Is it local? What kind of stuff is at the gift shop? Yeah, so it's, it's a, it is a pretty small shop right now, but we're trying to keep it up seasonally and get get a lot more items out for people to be able to purchase. People love gift shops. They especially love museum gift shops, especially for the holidays. I know I like to go to museums to buy gifts for people. It's so fun. But we do have a very small, small little space. 
Um, so we are trying to grow that space and really turn it into somewhere that somebody will want to come and spend some time looking around and doing some shopping. I was just reading some articles recently um, that museums around the U.S. have started to double their gift shop budgets and it's tripling their revenue for the museum. And Listen, so um, I... Washington, D.C. recently, you know, all the museums are free, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. sweet, the cheapest vacation ever. Oh, my gosh. I got my budget on the gift shop. I got <laughs> yeah, exactly dollars at every gift shop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a trap. Museum gift shops are traps. They really are, and I love it. Um, we got to utilize that. So I always love everything. It's not junky junk. It's always like really cool stuff. Yeah, it's cool, unique, fun items. Um, yeah, we're we're going to be getting a lot of new items in the gift shop. Uh, we have some new t-shirts that hopefully will be coming this week. So those will be cute. Um, from yeah, so designing our stickers that our stickers should be here soon. So we got some fun history themed and Warren County themed stickers. So that's a fun. Yeah. yeah. Designed yeah. By it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Our holiday hoopla, the money that we are going to make on our holiday hoopla vendor show is going to go directly into our gift shop to help help it grow in size so it's definitely come out come spend money so that you can have a better gift shop so i come spend more money I yes like this model yes this is what- <laughs> that's exactly the one that ends up poor but that's all right i'm excited for it um so i don't really understand how it works at the museum I'm, i so help me understand is there a membership do you have to be a member like how does that work so you don't have to be a member to of the museum to come in or to have events here or anything like that. Um, we are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so we do rely on memberships and donations to help us run, to help. Um, that's where our revenue essentially comes from. Um, and so, yeah, we need memberships. We do. We just revamped our memberships today actually. So yeah, you can, you can have a small little membership for about 40 bucks, or we do have a senior citizen rate for those 65 and older. It's only $25 um, for it's for a year, sorry, not a month uh, for a full year. Uh, and yeah, you get, you get a discount in the gift shop. We already have free admittance to the museum. So yeah. That's great. So if somebody wanted to learn more about membership besides stopping by, can they learn more on your website? Um, We have a tab on our website called membership where you can fill out a form that uh, has our membership. So we'll probably have to update that with our new memberships. Um, So you can go onto our website. We're really easy to get a hold of on Facebook too. If you just message us, Uh, we'd be happy to help you with anything and everything, including memberships. Um, And yeah, it's, I mean, in Sarah's note here, it says it's not always about the money. Um, you know, you can have a membership and it shows that you love your town and the history and you want to preserve the items from where you came from. Um, and we want to do Absolutely. that. Uh, and what in our show notes too, when we do this podcast, we'll make sure to include your website and contact information. So people that are interested can reach out. Um, you had mentioned something about, you don't have to be a member to, to rent the space. So, so tell me, 
we don't need to get in the super weeds here, but that was really piquing my interest as somebody that's always thinking um, about different venues. So that beautiful space that you have there, I know I've been to events there. So are they available? Could I rent that space for like a wedding or whatever? Can you tell me what's available? Yes. So that's my job. I'm in the rental and events manager. So any rentals that we have come through me, um, we do give certain discounts if it's, you know, a nonprofit or a certain group that has a similar, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like Goal mission. as us. Mission. Yes. Mission. That's a better word. Um, so like, for example, Carl Sandberg College reached out to me yesterday and they're going to host some of their community classes at the museum. Nice. And so normally we would charge an hour rate, but since they have the same mission of education, community, uh, we charge them just a membership fee rather than an hourly fee. So to answer your question, um, you can rent the space. Anyone's welcome to rent it. You do get a discount if you're a member. Um, we have a rate, an hourly rate. And then uh, for weddings, it's a little bit different. So we have different wedding costs, but we have all of that information online. And like I said before, you can always reach out to me. Um, we have a large space that includes a stage, a sound system, a projector. You can fit up to 300 people in there just in the seats and then 175 tables and chairs. So it is a very large space. It is large, but I will tell you when I've been there, what I appreciated, sometimes large spaces feel kind of hollow or warehousey. This has a very nice kind of coziness for a big space. And so mm -hmm. to, to me, it's an attractive as somebody, I, I plan a lot of events for my day job. And so I'm always scouting out. So I, I really hope people will consider um, the Warren County History Museum as a place to host an event. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's all the shop talk. Now we get to talk about a couple of fun things because <laughs> I'm not gonna let you get away without talking about a couple of fun things. So, um, I was going to share a fun, now you're supposed to share fun facts with me, but I'm going to actually share a fun fact with you. And I think you probably don't know this. So, you know, your exhibit, of course, you know, your exhibit, you work there, your exhibit upstairs about the elephants, right? And there's like, well, it used to be upstairs. I don't know if it still is. It was like, we've been gone for years. Cause I don't even remember that. <laughs> no, this was about the, the, the Nitz, Nitzy, is that how you say the name? Nizy. Nizy, is that how you say it? Nizy the elephant. It's, and it's on your website, like when they were doing, when they brought the people down to like look for the elephant, right? And there's all these big photographs of them doing the surveys and um, where they've determined that the elephant is buried. So the fun fact about me is that's my yard. <laughs> come out and see, because <laughs> I always want to go and see where Nizy's buried. So here's kind of the real scoop. So our neighbors, they're not our current neighbors, the prior owners of the house next door had been told when they purchased the house that, that it had long been thought that the elephant was buried in their yard. But of course, those are fighting words in Monmouth. People all think the elephant's buried in their yard, right? But the real true like historians based on like literal land references and whatever had determined that it was in the area of our neighbor's yard. And so they were working together with the then executive director of the history museum and another group of folks that were like doing the research and brought them all down from out of state. And I didn't know anything about it. And then there's a knock on my door. 
it's like a Saturday morning. I'm still drinking coffee. And I'm like, hello, no one knocks on the door anymore. Right. And they were like, um, yeah, we're next door and we're doing surveying of the land because your neighbors thought the elephant was buried in their yard. We actually think it's buried in your yard. And I was like, what? And so do we have permission? And I was like, heck yeah. Right. Cause now I was like, uh, feeling like a celebrity. And so, um, I went, when they, we said they sent us the big report and they believe that it is in our yard. And so I always say like in two truths and a lie or whatever it is, you know, I think I have an elephant buried in my yard. Um, so I always feel very connected to your museum and I feel, uh, and the magic festival, and I'm hoping this scores me an invite to every invite only event you're hosting. Yeah. As- <laughs> owner of the um very expensive gray for that elephant because I <laughs> bought that land so <laughs> and at one point there was talk about well would you ever let us like dig it up and I'm like oh well let's cross that bridge when we get there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe one day <laughs> yeah so anyway uh that's the fun fact that's really cool. look on your website and look at all the photographs taken of that day and that dig that's actually my yard that's your yard wow <laughs> that's incredible okay so that's my fun fact for you but I think you have some fun facts for me because one night late at night I was on Instagram and I follow the museum on Instagram and I think it was part of like stories I think it what I don't think it's, I don't know if it's still there but I think it was just I probably a story. posted it on our story was that there was like some experience like that is the museum haunted and I was like oh and that totally piqued my interest so I thought I would now I'm sure both of you have spent many times in that museum by yourselves so I'm just curious if either one of you think that museum filled with history and artifacts if you think there's any ghosts in that museum yes so I'll start because I haven't experienced I haven't experienced as much as Sarah and Sarah's been there less than I have. Um, But you can even talk to Will who was the assistant director before. They really, really like Will and Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) But my one story, I mean, I have multiple stories of little things I've heard, but this was the main thing that I'm like, yes, the museum is haunted. So I had walked into the agriculture room and it was just me. I was turning on the lights and I went to turn on our little TV that we have about corn husking and clear as day, a man's voice right behind me said, hello. And I whipped around because I was alone in the museum. I just opened the door. Maybe some strange man followed in behind me. So I was like, hello, is anyone here? And I walked around and nobody was there. It was just me. And oh a disembodied God. voice saying hey to me. I would, have to be, I would have to be running the surveillance videos and looking back and see if there was anything creepy. We didn't have any video at that point. So now we actually have a security system to maybe catch something. But. Yeah, because that sparkly ring you have, you better have that camera rolling. Yeah. <laughs> so what about you, Sarah? Do we have a ghost that has a crush on you and follows you around or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they like me. I don't know if it's because I'm receptive or what, but... my very first day here even I was it was on a Monday and I was working and so of course we're closed there's nobody here and I was here by myself and I'm sitting at the desk and I heard footsteps out 
in our archive. And then I heard some papers rustling around and I was like, that's really weird. And so the next day when Alyssa came in, I asked her, I was like, do you guys ever like have stuff go on here? And she was like, oh yes. And then of course I heard all the stories. Um, but, but yeah, they, I don't know why they like me, but I, they like to walk around. They like to talk. I hear footsteps all the time. The other day, well, it was about a week ago now, I actually heard something that it scared me so bad. I actually closed my office door and locked it and then called my sister so I'd have someone to talk to. I heard somebody running from downstairs all the way up the stairs and through the archive room. And it was very, very loud. And it was distinctive footsteps. There was no doubt about it. I even went out into the archive room where I heard it and tried to recreate the sound. And it was, it was absolutely footsteps, 100%. I hear talking all the time. There's a guy, I've heard the guy in the agriculture room many times. Hi to me. I think he's just hanging out in the ag room. (laughs) Yeah. He's just hanging out in the ag room. I don't know why. I don't know who it is, but um, there's a couple ladies I've heard talking to. I've heard them one or two times up near the civil war room. And then they also like to hang out in the agriculture room, uh, footsteps, a lot of movement objects moving around. I haven't seen anything move, but, um, will apparently has a couple times. Um, the last director, Alana and will both used to see, you can see a little window from our event center that looks up into two locked storage rooms. And they would come in in the morning and there was a couple of times that they saw the lights on in those rooms and they were still locked. Nobody had been in them. So that always kind of freaked them out. I haven't seen that yet. Um, I did hear a piano getting played. Yeah. Um, I did hear the piano getting played down in the event center one day. Um, Yeah. A number of weird things that's just, yeah. And we had Sylvia Schultz came out for that lecture in for, uh, for Halloween and she did her own little investigation type thing. And she was like, yeah, there's definitely something here. She's going to feature the museum in her book that she's working on about museums, zoos and abuse and amusement parks. So that'll be kind of cool. And January, uh, first part of January, we even have a paranormal investigation group coming out to do a little investigation of their own here. So exciting. I, you know, far be it for me to tell you how to do programming, but I, I would never do it just FYI. Um, but it would almost be, uh, I know we have, I, I work at a historic building in Galesburg and we've had a couple of occasions where we've allowed people to spend the night, um, you know, sort of like a lock-in, but do programming and fun stuff. I mean, you wouldn't catch me dead spending the night. Um, no way. I'm a big chicken. I'm a big chicken, but. Um, we had talked no. about doing some sort of kids, you know, stay at the museum and see if it's haunted, like museum. a night at the museum program. Yeah, <laughs> so fun. Well, I can't tell you um, how much I've enjoyed this conversation. I'm really excited for all the new Um, the old and the new at the museum, celebrating the old, but new ideas, new programming, fresh approaches. Um, I love seeing growth in our community. I love seeing um, that you uh, both have come here with a passion and that you want to share it, especially with the younger people in our community. Um, So thank you so much for spending this time with me. I am excited um, to see what the future holds. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.
Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on Prairie Tales. And that friends is where this tale ends. Prairie Tales is a production of the Buchanan Center for the Arts in Monmouth, Illinois. If you enjoyed our podcast, look for more content on Instagram at Buchanan Center and on Facebook at BCA Monmouth. Email us with questions and suggestions for future episodes at prairietalespodcast at gmail.com. Remember, not all history is found in a book. Sometimes it's found in the stories we tell. Just listen to the sound of the prairie and you too might hear a tale.